everyone and welcome to another episode of my podcast it's me jill and i'm joined today by laura founder of pink polar bear training and consultancy and consultancy that's my, not why i'm on that's not why she's on she's also my my lovely girlfriend <laughs> anyway um so this is episode i'm not quite sure what number it is um and the reason why is because i've been uh mia for i probably say at least two months since i've recorded my last podcast and i'm quite conscious of that um but it hasn't been without a a reason i want to say a reason because it's not really an excuse because i feel that everyone is kind of everyone has their own reasons for the way they do things and and this has sort of been the fuel behind this particular podcast that laura has coerced me into into recording as well <laughs> Um, but like all the podcasts that, that I do put on, um, it's really with the best intention that we hope that it can reach at least one person out there that might take something good away from it. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about um, hopefully will resonate with other people um, as it has us. And um, this title of this uh, podcast, well, my title is called <laughs> <laughs> The Corona Coaster of Love. and Laura's uh well I was saying love in lockdown but only because I think that that would resonate more with lots of people as in um lots of people <laughs> are in in love in lockdown but also have been thrown into the same similar situation as we have yeah given the current situation the corona coaster of love kind of reminds me of that Roman Keaton song <laughs> like, life is a roller coaster and that's what I think about sometimes yeah or every day is a roller coaster every day. Um, in lockdown and it is so like the title says so this particular episode we're going to be talking I guess um a number of different things so we're going to talk individually I guess about our own experiences over the past year, year yeah and how our own individual experiences have sort of not merged but um yeah, like as in how, how we've affected got... our joint journey in this lockdown on yeah. this Corona coaster of love or our, <laughs> our love in lockdown. Um, so, I, yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, with the game, with the overall objectives to just letting people know that, you know, sometimes what we see on social media is not always the case, you know, yeah. and very much I won't post deep things on my social media. I'll post no. things whenever things are good. Which is probably why I haven't posted an awful lot in the past two yeah. months because I haven't felt like there has been a massive amount of positivity or happiness. Mm. And I know that's something that we can create ourselves. Um, and but it it's is difficult it's, at the moment. It is difficult. And just people just saying all the lovely stuff is, yeah. is grand, but it just doesn't give you the real picture of things. And as well, I wanted to do it because I felt that there are so many people that are probably struggling with new situations, given the fact that we are in Ireland in the longest lockdown in all of Europe and probably in the world. Well, we're, we're close up there. And I felt that lots of people just weren't talking about it, that yeah. it's very difficult to maintain a good, balanced relationship while we are in such close quarters yeah. every second of the day. Yeah. And I know that most of the listeners out there, the, they tend mm. to fall sort of in a, in the sort of Middle East area. Um, so you may not maybe resonate a lot with, as much, as, yeah. as much, but definitely maybe, you know, might be feeling similar things. And if yeah. anyone is listening in Dublin, then it's probably going to resonate a lot, a lot more or in Ireland or in Europe in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll kick off and I guess, 
you know, I'll talk a little bit about my year. It's my April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's. Um, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I was going to try and fill you. Um, <laughs> I it was going to be something like, oh, they've lifted the lockdown. But then I probably would have just cried after and be like, I wish that was actually true. Um, so there'd be no fun in that there. But um, I guess it's the 1st of April. And this time last year, I was still in Saudi, mm-hmm. um, but we were in, in a lockdown and yeah. I lived by myself and was probably going a little bit stir crazy. Um, I think we lived on FaceTime um, yeah. and it was at that stage where I was actually planning to come home at the end of April. Um, or just for a short time. Yeah, for a short period of time. Kind of my The way that things were panning out for me on a professional level is that I was planning to spend a little bit more time at home. Um, one because okay, I had hopefully. yeah one because I had been away for 11 years and two because you know <laughs> two, and I wanted to spend more time um, because mm-hmm. I felt like I had been filling my professional and career bucket for such a long period of time that my other buckets were kind of empty in terms of my love mm. life and everything else that goes with it so anyway that was the plan and I was very excited about it and then and then COVID happened um, mm-hmm. and kind of just threw a massive spanner in the works. So long story short, my proper in my proper flight home was cancelled and I ended up having to get um, a repatriation flight. And Laura knows the story. Like I mm-hmm. ended up getting a number of different calls at like 1 a.m. in the morning that I missed from Saudi Airlines to say, oh, there's a flight tomorrow morning. Jump on it. And I'm like, who, do, who, who can do well, that? Well, actually, it was within the same. It wasn't even tomorrow morning. So you would have been going to sleep and been told yeah. there's a flight in the morning. Yeah which you would have had to be there within a few hours yeah. because they were repatriation flights. Yeah. yeah. So pretty impossible. Um, so I missed a couple, but then I managed to get on one at the end of, towards the end of April. Yeah. And so we would have been yeah. in lockdown for a month at that stage, actually a little bit more Yeah. Um, when you got home. Yeah. Yeah. So I got home and Laura was a massive help in me actually getting home as well. Cause at the time mm. Laura was working with Aer Lingus and managed to, yeah. Um, help me out with a connecting flight from London because yeah. that's where the, the repatriation flight would only take me to London and I had to make my own way home to Belfast. Yeah. So, and I, people were arriving in London and couldn't get home because of mm-hmm. everything that was happening. Yeah, I remember arriving in London and I'm not a great traveller anyway, I don't really like travelling, but I remember mm-hmm. arriving and getting to the terminal too and I, mad, I just seen, I told you, like about masses of people standing outside like in masks and boiler mm. suits yeah. and reality really sunk in. They're like, holy shit, mm. what the hell is happening? Yeah. And, anyway, long story and I had sh- worked in the airport, so I had yeah. seen a little bit of that. Yeah. And so long story short, I managed to get home, but managed, Laura managed to wangle it out. So I had to arrive in Dublin. So I had to see Laura whenever I came home instead of going straight home to Belfast. Um, so I arrived home and that was the first time we had seen each other pretty much since Christmas time. Yeah, so it was, well, effectively, from when you left, when you arrived in, it was nearly five months. No, 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 no. Well, four. Four, four months. Four months. Yeah, it was roughly yeah. four months. So that was, mm. it was, it was nice. It was surreal. It was kind of just like, I think at that stage, like, nobody really could actually put into words really what was going on because there was yeah. so much uncertainty. And I think at that stage, everyone was just like freaking out in case like. And happy to be alive and happy to be well. So just seeing each other was amazing because we were like, I'm just glad you're back in this country and we can see each other. Yeah, totally. And I think, yeah, this was and you were just really settled in here in the house as well. Yeah, because I had bought a house. Yeah. Not long before. Yeah. So anyway, that was in April. That was really the first lockdown. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so after, I mean, I got in late that night, so I had to stay the night here. And then the next day I went back up home. Yeah. My parents yeah. came and they picked me up. Um, and we and didn't then, see each other for a good while because of quarantining. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was up at home um, and at that stage, you know, I was kind of continuing on with, with my normal work. Um, mm-hmm. albeit remotely, which was a great insight into the way that things might have been if that had have actually continued. But I guess it was during that time that I can a lot of things, you know, came to you. I don't want to say came to your head, but came yeah, to, yeah, came yeah. to your head. And I kind of merely made like a um a decision that I had been thinking about for a very long period of time. And I think then was a really good time to do it, in which I had resigned from the position that I was there in yeah. Saudi after seven years. Um, really hard decision to make but has was was the right decision you know Mm -hmm. um for everything so um I ended up finishing up there sort of towards the end of the first lockdown which was around about well July time Mm -hmm. and um and yeah and then really I just made a crack of you know going on with my own business that I had set up over a year ago my online and Mm -hmm. and thankfully touch wood I mean not talking too much about career but you know I've been very fortunate over the whole period of the pandemic to have amazing athletes yeah. that I get to train and, and speak to. And, you know, for me wise, you know, work on the online setting, I think because I had been online before, it was a lot easier mm-hmm. for me to continue. But there was an awful lot of change going on. Like Absolutely. it was all good, but there was an awful lot of change. Yeah. As in moving country, leaving totally. your position, yeah. um, lockdown, coming out of lockdown, doing a few other bits and pieces as in career wise at home. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I suppose it was an awful lot of change by the time between April and July. Yeah. There was so much change, but like, I still think at that time, like if I, if I'm reflecting on where I am now to that first lockdown, I felt like I was in a better headspace during that time, whether or not it was because I was just literally, you know, buzzing and, you know, everything that was, you know, there was change, it was grand and you could almost think that things were going to be okay. You're just waiting for something. And weather was good. Weather was good. And also we knew, like, for instance, the numbers here in Ireland were going way down, like way, way down. So coming into the summer, we were doing so well. We had managed to get things under control and we were doing really, really well here in Ireland, which meant that we would be coming out of lockdown. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, everybody felt that we would be going back to normal or some kind some of kind sense of normal. Of normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was the first, the first lockdown. Um, yeah. And again, when things start to open up, it was great. And then at that time, um, our plan, like as, as, as a couple was yeah. that I was going to, you know, spend some time up in Belfast because I had some work up there yeah. in a gym, but I was also going to come down and spend the weekends here, yeah. which worked out really well. Yeah. Um, and it was then whenever I was down here, Laura managed to put me in contact very nicely with another gym here that <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. working with, um, which is amazing. And I love it. Um, but obviously has been gone for a long time because of lockdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, so things were, things were grand like that that yeah. was really good all good and it was also at that time that we got um Norman. We, we got our we got our puppy yeah so again just to recap corona yeah. moved country lost job started new job started many jobs yeah between homes yeah 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 got dog yeah still really happy <laughs> still really <laughs> positive love and life everything was good yeah um weather was good and then October time came and there and... was things started get changing here in Ireland mm-hmm. in September. And as September 
moved on and weather changed and all that kind of thing, things got worse and quickly got much worse as in numbers of Corona and COVID were rising fairly significantly. So they decided to put another lockdown in place. And at that stage, then Jill needed to stay up at home because she had Mm -hmm. some work up there. And um, I was no longer, well, I mean, the gyms here were closed as well. And And you weren't able to travel. You weren't allowed to travel. So that meant that for those six to seven weeks, we had to not see See each other. I didn't get to see Norman change color. (laughs) We Norman was a brown dog when we bought him. And now he's he's a blonde dog. Um, So, yeah, like I missed out on that. And I think even through the second lockdown, I felt like the second lockdown was a little bit harder. And I think for us us as well. Yeah, I was really starting to feel it. Yeah, we were starting to feel it. And I think, you know, like little small things that probably wouldn't have annoyed us as much started to to pick up. And I Mm. think, and it was mostly around COVID discussions that we were having. And I think discussions are our arguments. And I think those were like the biggest um, fires Mm. with us during that time. Yeah, because we had different views on things. Yeah, the same underlying thought process, but just different views. And I think for me, I got not angry, but like- Really frustrated. Really frustrated. And Mm -hmm. I just started questioning everything. Like I know within my heart of heart that, you know, everything that's going on, it's absolutely terrible and we're doing the right thing. But I just got massively frustrated with everything because from, from, for me, like control is a massive thing. Like I like to be in control of myself and everything else that goes around me. And if it doesn't, then that can just kind of spiral me. Um, Which again, um, is not great, but that's also- me yeah yeah and I think I was struggling with that and I was struggling with I was trying to kind of not bury my head in the sand but try and keep all of the COVID noise out because I was having my own struggles when it came to financially and finishing up my job um, starting a new business all of that stuff was happening for me so when we'd have these talks about COVID Mm -hmm. I was like going please stop talking about it I can't deal with it like I was really getting frustrated with Jill's frustrations about how things were happening and all I wanted to do was get through the next lockdown and get out and have a lovely Christmas and then everything would be fine but that wasn't the case case, no and now we are on the lead up to Christmas where things did open again yeah um was it November no December they didn't open until the start of December okay and only for three three and a half weeks yeah because I remember at the start of December we had planned obviously we were going to be all being well we were allowed to spend Christmas in our own homes rather than us wanting to spend Christmas in multiple homes just because of COVID the way that it planned out like what we had done the year before yeah and um you know the gym was open down here and I was down here a little bit more yeah um and at that time sort of in and around Christmas time you had had a roommate in yes um and circumstances with the roommate was that she was moving in with her sister yeah so so she was moving out which meant that financially the the not to go into that too much but basically obviously I have a mortgage to pay and I had just got the house when I was working up the road in Erlingus and then that changed when COVID came, which meant it was a big stress. She moved out. Jill was coming down a lot anyway. And that's when we decided to move in because firstly, we knew there was another lockdown coming. We wouldn't be able to see each other again if if that happened yeah. and also financially it it made sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and then. Yeah. And, and I think so. Again, we've had all those things happen. 
yeah. where, you know, between homes, lockdown, new jobs. And now we're in a position where I think if we had to do it all again and COVID wasn't here, we'd probably like to have that conversation where we were going to move in yeah, with each other all like the time. like it wasn't a pressure. Like it wasn't a pressure. And it's not that it was a pressure because I, I know no. that I wanted to move in with you. Like. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but the plan was, the, the, pl- plan was. the plan originally was that we were going to move in around March, March. to April yep. time yep. of n- now. Of now, yeah. But now. Yeah, now. But we, <laughs> we would have had all that time to spend doing other things, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. the house ready. Yeah, yeah. Like all those nice bits mm. and pieces. And it's not to say, come here, we're in a very privileged position that we can even move in together and all that kind yeah. of thing. But we would have liked to do it at our own pace. But yeah. because of this, yeah, we absolutely. couldn't really. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was just, it was brought forward. And um, so we, we moved in, in December, early December, yeah, early December. And then obviously we, the way it was working here over Christmas was obviously, you know, we were allowed to, we were given a couple of days of freedom and that we could go outside yeah. of, you know, the and five. the restaurants were open for a few people. Yeah. We could go into a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And we did, we had a really nice, we, we, we had, had one a date night. Meal. Um, we had one meal. Out. So we've had one date night in a year. A date night meaning out. We still out, celebrate yeah. date night weekly. Yeah. Um, with uh, <laughs> <laughs> making each other dinner, making each other dinner, and asking each other silly questions. Yeah, yeah. But like that, there. Honestly, it's probably one of the favorite days of the week because it gives us something to really look forward to. Totally. Um. So yeah, that, that was, and then Christmas came, and I remember the day. It was on the twenty eighth because you had come home. Mm-hmm. I had come down, yeah. and then oh, sorry, the 29th The twenty ninth, it was we were. I was in the kitchen, probably washing the dishes, and you were in. I was upstairs getting changed. Yeah, but you had come down, and then mm. on the news, it was like you're going back into lockdown, mm-hmm. and this was like level five, so the top one meaning back to the five kilometer radius. Everything was closing mm, down. Everything was closing. Everything, and we kind of just looked at. Each and other. we knew then that Jill's work would definitely not be happening again. Yeah, which means she wasn't going to be out of the house, and I, obviously, with the business and losing my job, was not going to be out of the house either. So both of us, and I suppose just to put it into context as well, both of us, the reason that we would have been waiting to move in because we are very, very independent mm-hmm. people, like as in, Jill has lived on her own for ten years or more. I have lived with people, but not a partner. Um, and one. I I suppose both of us yeah. wanted to wait because we both knew how independent we were and how much we liked our own space. Yeah. So when this announcement came on the 29th, I literally, I, I cried and I sat down and I was trying not to show how upset I was about the fact that we would our first time living together, be stuck together in the house without anywhere to go yeah. and have to do all of our work and everything that we wanted to. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And also it was December, meaning that mm. we were coming in to the shittiest weather, weather ever on. in the world. So yeah, it's not even good here in Ireland in yeah. winter. Yeah. yeah. Even getting out on a daily walk, which, you know, just might not have happened. So we literally were stuck in the house 24 yeah. seven mm-hmm. with each other mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. every day <laughs> with Norman and um I'm laughing but we literally were like going we were like looking at each other going I love you so much but yeah, I'm yeah. not able for this yeah I don't think anybody is though to yeah be honest with you. um 
faced with that one there. And I mean, that's, that's currently where we are. And, you know, I think things, you know, since December over the coming couple of months, like, I think we, for me personally, and I'll talk about mm. me and you can talk about yourself. Like yeah. I managed to keep momentum up probably because, because January was like our birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little birthday. It was my dad's birthday. And then February came as, oh, it's Valentine's Day. We've got something to look yeah. forward to. And then after Valentine's Day, that's probably where my sort of little, I want to say slide or dip has happened. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think that for you, for me, it was different. I think for me, I find January hard at the best times anyway, probably because it is my birthday and I always end up doing a checklist of what I've achieved in the past year or giving myself, beating myself up about what I haven't achieved. Mm -hmm. And so I felt considering that I had finished up in a career that I had loved. Okay, I was starting the new business, but I didn't know what was going to happen with it. Um, We were moving in, but under these circumstances, and I was really... I was not in a good place in January and I found it very difficult for the first few months to kind of keep the good side out. And um, I didn't want to, obviously you have to be genuine with your partner, but I didn't want to make it so that it was worse than it already was. So I was trying to go around kind of pretending that everything Mm -hmm. was fine when it really wasn't. I was really struggling. Yeah. Mm -hmm with my mental health. And just when I say with my mental health, nothing really bad was happening Mm. other than I was very frustrated I felt kind of anxious a lot of the time and I really worried about how long it was going to take to get out of this and whether we could manage together in Mm -hmm. it um so for me January was really bad um and then it for me, it kind of came up around uh, Valentine's and things yeah, were a yeah. bit better. Yeah. And then in the last number of weeks, things got a bit worse because yeah. actually some good stuff and some bad stuff. For me, I then got word of some work coming on the books and really my business has started to gain momentum and a lot of people are getting in touch with me, getting a lot of inquiries, all that kind of thing. So it's really good. Mm -hmm. But I was also studying at the same time, had a lot of assessments due in, was doing some free bits and pieces as well and doing a webinar series, which I love, but is stressful, takes a lot of planning. And they, I they, just, they do take a lot of fun. <laughs> just yeah. coming on and doing a podcast, it does actually take a lot of fun. It, would t- yeah. it takes a good couple of hours. Yeah. Um, now, this is a little bit different, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I would say that I became really overwhelmed. And I actually thought that I was honestly losing my mind a yeah. little bit. And I won't get into too much detail, but like, obviously, I'm a little bit worried about a couple of things hormones and stuff like that at the moment with me as well um and I had to go to the doctor and I was worried about that and there was just so much going on and part of the reason I wanted you to come back on is because Jill usually does these all the time and I was sitting there going why Mm. isn't she doing what she usually does you know so to answer that question Mm. what was going through my head and probably I'll listen to this again in like a couple of months time whenever you know I'm back to my my normal me because this is not me normal I, I know it's yeah, not me normal yeah. um but it was almost like I didn't even enjoy listening to myself or 
I wasn't doing the normal things that I normally do. Like I will religiously listen to podcasts every day. I'll actively always go out of my way to learn something new. And it's not that I'm not learning something new. It's just like, I just feel like my overall enthusiasm and my motivation to do it is, is down because I'm not able to put things to use. I feel where, you know, races are being canceled. You know, sometimes my clients races are being canceled and yeah, I was just like, I don't even want to listen to myself. And, you know, just, I was almost like, I was just, I had a block on social media. Yeah. I even felt myself like the stuff that I was looking at is not the stuff I know. looking at. And I, I found her like, yeah. she's talking to me about things that I'm like going, you never used to talk about this stuff like current affairs. And that's, that's good. I, I, I'm very interested in what's going on in the world, but like all the time. Yeah. And, and as well going into like a rabbit hole of stuff where I never knew Jill to be like that. Jill has always, since I've known her being been so what's the word? I don't want to say positive, uh, just proactive in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise, mindset, everything that I've ever known her I'm for. I'm still exercising. Like yes, I said to you last every week, day. if the exercise goes, we're in danger. Like we're, we're in <laughs> it's danger, not going to go. Not, but I have found that like, because of the way things are here, like um, travel, I just also would like to say that Norman has found something on the floor and yeah. he's going a little bit mad. So um, yes, sorry for that little interruption there. But I have found that, you know, because things, you know, have been cancelled and because of here, we're getting more that there's there's no travel to the end of the year. Mm. So in essence, the race that I was signed up for, it's, it's not going to happen. I know it's not. And yeah. also I haven't been able to train properly for a year in a swimming pool. Um, so I've had to like shift my focus and and go to other things, but then at the same time, I'm like, I'm very much, if I'm training for something, I want to train for a goal. And I don't know, I was just, I was just struggling to find a goal that excited me because nothing, nothing was exciting me at all. And that there, like for me, when that normally happens, Laura will say like, I'll, I'll just go quiet yeah, and I'll just get in my own head. And I've said that a couple of times to a couple of my clients, I've just been in my own head. Mm-hmm. and really struggling like to get out of there and um and, that and that's hard had, to see when yeah. when someone has been always a different way mm-hmm. and I know it's the circumstances and I know totally. it's what's going on yeah but at the same time it's it's very hard to see someone not do the things yeah. that they usually do because yeah because like if, if I do take a step back sometimes and look at things like I can get so consumed in just with the COVID lockdown and the mm-hmm. not being allowed but at the same time from a work perspective like my client wise has mm-hmm. has never really been better mm-hmm. you know I have more work that I'm satisfied with you know yeah albeit yeah. it consumes less of my time on yes. a day and I also think that might be a reason yeah. where at the beginning the novelty had, was great where I could you know I was doing the you know the four and a half maybe five hour work day which I'm still doing now but coming from a work life where I was on 24 hours a day mm-hmm. seven days a week to now having all this extra time where you know as much as I love you seeing <laughs> you all the time is not great but also we can't just go outside and or at least well we can go outside but i'm just i'm bored to death of the same walks Walks, you know or we can't go to the cinema five kilometers whatever crap like it is crap yeah 
it's what's needed, but it's after this amount of time, it's very difficult to keep yeah. going with it. Yeah. And I will say as well, um, we are, because we're newly living together, sometimes because we don't want to piss the other one off, we're kind of walking on eggshells because we don't want to, like, for instance, I might want to go out for a walk and just get headspace, but I don't want to say I'm going out for a walk and not say, come with me, even though it was, it's probably the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's like a thin line. You're there going, should I constantly be saying to Jill, but at the same time we're here. I think our sense sensitivity levels are levels that have never been experienced before. And, you know, it's, it's almost like we don't want to say something because if I say something, I might just, you know, push push Laura to flooding of tears or Laura says Mm. something to me that pushes me to the other end where I stop training or yeah, yeah. Anything like that there. And, you know, we, and to be fair, we've only really had a proper conversation about this recently. Oh yeah. And I think having the conversation where we've just been so open and honest Mm. about what we're feeling and everything that I've said, Laura has not looked at me weird. No, no, no. (laughs) Not looked at me weird. If anything, like understood. And at the same time, like I've seen Laura, like really upset, really stressed, really Mm, anxious. But at the same time, like my thoughts are, well, God, I know that I might (laughs) not be feeling exactly the same as you, but I can understand that everybody is reacting to this situation so differently. And I think, you know, for me, what makes me feel better sometimes is whenever I do go and I listen to podcasts about people that have gone through certain things or similar things to me listening to them and going oh my god they felt the same yeah yeah, yeah. okay I'm okay I'm, I'm not going mad I'm not going mad and again this is back to the why for yeah. us at the beginning is because I can probably put my hand on my heart and say that everybody listening to this here has probably gone through something over this past year and you've probably and maybe much worse like maybe we, much get worse. Yeah, we get that yeah we get that but it's just that For me, I just felt people are saying that couples are struggling or that families are struggling and all that kind of thing. But nobody is actually talking about it Mm. and nobody is calling it out and saying, oh, my God, we're really having a hard time. The thing is, we love each other very much, but we're yeah, but we are really struggling at the moment because it's just so hard to see each other at all times. Um, And yeah, so I, I think it's really important that people start saying it, saying it to each other and saying it to other people. Like you don't have to go around and say, oh, my God, I want to kill them. Mm-hmm. But you can start going. It's really difficult for everyone at the moment. Sorry, the dog is going yeah, again. The dog, the dog is also having a difficult moment as well here. He is uh, he's crying because I think he's looking for his daily walk that he's uh, yeah. been habitually uh, well, with you, it's, it's, I'm not as good with the walking. Habit-wise, every single day at the same time. So he's on yeah. screen. We are actually recording this as a video as well, and hopefully yeah. all doing well. We'll get it up on, on YouTube so you can put a face to the name and, and have a look at Norman <laughs> and his lovely bow tie. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so we've kind of talked about, well, I've kind of talked a little bit more about my journey. I mean, mm. Laura, from, from your perspective, you've gone through, we've both gone through the mill. The mill. In the so last much. year, there yeah. has been between the two of us, there has been moving country, moving house for both of us. I bought this house just before um 
before the first lockdown. Well, I was in a couple of months, Mm -hmm. but obviously the mortgage had just started, then lost the job, then applied for a load of jobs. The jobs were being taken down as soon as they were put up, which meant that there was really effectively no, no roles in the level that I was at um, when I left Aer Lingus. And then obviously I decided to start the business. So that brings on a whole lot of other things. Also, there has been sickness in the family. Obviously, my mother had open heart surgery. My dad has recently been in for an operation and has had a bit of melanoma and all these different things. Your mother has had uh, shoulder surgery. There has been so much, so many things that on an average week or year would be big things. And they have all been in this year with Corona. With Corona. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, so, not being able to see to them. see family. Yeah, so um, these things are happening, and yeah. some of the time, like when my mother went in for open heart surgery, couldn't see her, couldn't mm-hmm. obviously couldn't go in to see her. But after something like that, you really you just want to hug your mother so much, but but couldn't, and so that was difficult. They're all fine now, thank God. Yeah, yeah. There's more little bits and pieces coming up, but mm-hmm. overall, yeah. they're fine. So yeah, I mean, I think yeah, just to, to to sort of regroup it's like we both had our own individual journeys with circumstances that would normally be quite odd rare and very 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 stressful throwing corona and then at the same time we've had to come together and deal with our own problems but and how they've affected our relationship at times Mm -hmm. where i mean it's not plain sailing it has ups it has downs it has big downs but also has big ups yes um and probably in a normal relationship in what in a, in a week we could experience that yeah sometimes in a day yes and i don't want to say that yeah and i don't want to say that's not normal but everything is just heightened yes because of the way things are and it's almost like well for me i'm just waiting for someone to flick the switch <laughs> and we go back to some sort of normality and i know it's not happening but that's kind of getting me through as well um and i'm having now to really really for me dig, dig deep, deep to kind of bring back me yes and um, I think I am too it's very hard and I think we've both sat and we've both put down you know on on paper or in our minds of things that we are going to do in addition to what are maybe non-negotiable were today to ensure that we have better headspace for ourselves yeah that our communication is is better yeah um i think our communication has been better yeah yeah yeah. a little bit because we've had to we've had to we can't we've had to because we were just so stressed out we had to tell each other yeah and i think for anybody listening to this here whether you're in a relationship or not or whether it's you know with your family i think you know as hard as some conversations might be um it is better just to be fully open and honest and i can guarantee you that 99 times out of 100 or 100 times out of 100 people will just understand mm-hmm. because everyone's going through their own little patch of crap, crap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. You I know? couldn't agree more. And I think it's just, I think you don't have to open up about everything, open up about what you feel comfortable with, but it is so good to get it out there and let people know how you're feeling or struggling because otherwise, honestly, there was one point there over the last few weeks, I thought I was going mad. And I know that I'm not, but not hearing from anybody else that's in the same situation, I was like, 
Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe it's just me. Because as I said, all we see on social media is the, is, good, stuff. Is the good stuff. And hoping to kind of break away from the norm. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, you know, us saying that, you know, yeah, we're struggling, but this is what we're struggling with. We're struggling with our own separate things, whether that be work mm. or family, and then also trying to converse with each other in a way that is opened and we feel relaxed being as open and as honest as we can without fear of upsetting each other exactly. even more than we already are. Yeah, making it worse um, than it already is. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, like, you know, even this is good. Even talking Yeah, about absolutely. This. Like it just yeah. it, it it feels good. And I guess, you know, we just hope that it's made you feel a little bit lighter, <laughs> a little bit better, where you're not the only one going through hell. Yes. Not not hell, but you know, we are as well. True. And it's okay. Bad and stuff. and I would say, and I always say this here to especially my clients who I speak to most, like even if you don't want to talk about your training and you want to come on, you want to have a chat about something else. It's, it's it's here that that's that that's what we're here for because you know Absolutely. you know just speak to people you know yeah pro- proper pick up the phone and have conversations not yeah. texting yeah yeah and if you do notice yourself kind of going into a little pocket yeah um try not to stay there too long yeah. for me it's been six weeks <laughs> which is kind of long yeah yeah um, but the thing is that we're now doing things about it yeah we both have little toolkits and I'm long enough nothing the tooth at my age to kind of go I know I've been through stuff like this before and I know what to do I pick up the phone to my doctor I look at the therapies I've done before I do the meditations I talk to my family and I I literally talk to them I don't just like you know um send voice notes or messages and when I do all those things Mm. I immediately start Start to to lift and come out of it um and that's my toolkit yeah everybody's different yeah but that's what works for me my um, for me my toolkit so I think oh like I said over the past six weeks is that I have fallen out of my my my, my routine yeah um, and when I fall out of the routine that's just what happens and the longer I leave it the harder it is so for me I've had to rewrite down you know my things that I was doing all the time and make sure that I'm still doing them and that is you know my podcast you know um realigning my my training as well into what you know what you want to achieve now what I want to achieve get a little bit creative um and yeah I mean I have started the meditation as well which I'm really (laughs) struggling with yeah it's um, hard because I can't I can't sit and focus for a long time I get distracted so I'm I'm like on five minutes or so yeah Um, that's great and also I've just had more of a like a little chat to myself about being a little bit nicer to me that'll hopefully I'll be a little bit nicer in the way that I am to Laura at times whenever <laughs> I'm quiet because it's I know it's hard yeah it is so it is anyway anyway yes guys thank you very much for taking the time to to listen like I said I'm not sure what number of podcasts this is but I'll link it up in, in the show notes but, but she'll be on again soon I was about to say inshallah but I will not say <laughs> no, I will be on again I will be on again and guys if you actually if you enjoy this here and I do I, I do I do like the feedback I also like to make sure that the stuff that I'm putting out is actually stuff that you want to listen to so I always say if you've got a topic that you want me to talk about um again let me know yes okay anyway have a wonderful day